Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Coffee Time. This is episode number 63 with former MLB outfielder Brian Hunter, first baseman, etc. Came up with the Braves. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So let's get right to it. I'm sure you're still into the game. I got to ask you, you were called up in the early 90s. You went through the first strike. Now you know about this one. You saw this one coming last year like everybody else did. When do you think it'll be done and over with and that players will finally be able to go back on the field? Um, I mean, I, I really haven't been keeping that much uh, into it, but... But, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, I came up in the early 90s. Uh, the first year in, in big league camp was 1990. We were on strike. And then uh, the big strike in 94 uh, when I was when I was playing and, you know, we missed the World Series. So, um, you know, it, it's never fun to go on strike. Um, you know, hopefully they can they can get this together and hopefully be ready by at worst the middle of spring training. I hope so, too. Um, but like you said, you were. Drafted by the Braves in the eighth round of the 87 draft. Uh, what do you remember about that draft? Did you know you were going to be in the eighth round, or did you think you were going to go earlier in the draft? Well, it's, it's definitely different than it is, uh, you know, as it is now. You know, back in the day, they had the winter draft and, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, the funny thing about it is I didn't get any paperwork from the Braves. Uh, I got paperwork from Detroit. Uh, the Expos in Houston uh, didn't even didn't even talk to a scout from the Braves and know it was a Brave scouts coming to my games. And um, we came back from maybe like two days from coming back from winning the junior college state championship in California. And uh, the Brave scout called me and said, you got drafted in the eighth round. Wow, that's something. <laughs> so you didn't hear anything at all up until then? Not at all. Not from the Braves at all. I, I pretty much barely knew it was the draft coming up. You know, I knew it was coming, but I didn't really pay attention to it too much. I was really concentrating on going to college. Wow. So, um, later on in your career, you appeared in three World Series in 91, 92, and 99 with, obviously, the Braves, those powerhouse Braves, with guys like Smoltz, Glavin, Jones, both the Joneses, sorry, both the Joneses. Mm -hmm. uh, take us through those World Series appearances and winning those World Series. What did that mean for you as a player, winning the World Series? Well, I didn't. I, I didn't win. Uh, I was. I was on the. I wasn't on the '95 team. I was in Cincinnati. They beat us in '95. Um, ah. '91. '91 was my rookie year. You know that was the um, worst to first. You know, uh, uh, the Twins and, and the Braves were in last place in 90, and we ended up making it to the World Series in 91. So that was crazy. You know, being a rookie, uh, being counted on to, you know, do as much as I was able to do my rookie year. Mm -hmm. um, 92, uh, we went back-to-back, -back, which was another crazy thing. Uh, it was another great series against the Pirates in the NLCS. Uh, we won on the uh, Francisco Cabrera base hit, you know, in, uh, in Game 7. So, um you know that 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 one was, you know, just just as just as exciting. Uh, so I'm, I'm first two years in the big leagues, 
first two years in the World Series, and I'm 0-2 in the World Series. So uh, I'm, I'm like, that's crazy. Uh, then I, I get traded uh, in, in 94, bounce around to a couple teams, and then I come back to the Braves in 99, and she's... Yeah, that, that... Can you hear me? I lost ya. Uh-oh, hey, can you hear me? Hello? Okay, much better. Much better, I can hear you now. Okay, so, if you can repeat what you just said, I I, I couldn't hear what you, because uh, unfortunately broke up somehow, but uh, go ahead and repeat what you were saying. Do, do you hear me again? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I just can't see you right now, but that's okay. Um... Yeah, you know, you know, when I when I came back in in '99 to, to come back to the Braves, we win up making it to the World Series again. And that's when we had both the Joneses, and uh, that was very exciting. Chipper Jones won MVP in '19, well, in 2000, so that that was great also to be you know be a part of that. So um, I've been a part of some great teams, and um, you know, I, I was I was happy. You know, the Braves were able to make it and uh, you know win a World Series this time. What do you remember about the game five of the ninety one uh, series, your rookie year? You, uh, you game you five. Did? You remember what you did? Well, I I don't know. If, I mean, I I remember game seven. I hit the home run to put us ahead. You know, in uh in in ninety one. So that that's my big. That's one of my biggest accomplishments in yep. in baseball for myself is is hitting the home run in game seven. Um. I don't really know what I, I can't remember what I did in in in, in uh, game five. Were you were we referring to game seven? This was, this says game five. I guess this was wrong. So yeah, game seven. Then you hit the home run. Yes, I hit a, I hit a two run. run home run in the first inning, and uh, also drove in another run. I think in about the sixth or the seventh, uh, we won four to nothing. Smoked through a great game, a, a complete game, and I, I was a, I drove in three runs that game out of the four. That's crazy because you looks like you beat him. You squashed him fourteen to five. So that was a good game for you guys. Oh well, well, oh, I think the game five is I, I may hit a home run in game five also. So which is it's, it's it's that's a long time ago. That was nineteen ninety one. So I'm still trying to remember stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. No worries. Um, so then you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're the one that you're referring to. You hit. The uh, deciding Game 7 home run championship series at Three Rivers Stadium, if this is indeed correct, what I'm reading, uh, against the Pirates at Three What was it like playing at that kind of stadium, which I know is a football stadium? Mm-hmm. And it was turf. You don't see that anymore. How hard is it to play on the uh, – uh, was it to play on those kind of fields? Well, you know, you know, back then, you know, a lot, a lot of the fields were, you know, even even in Atlanta and in Fulton County, that was a football stadium. Also, um, you know, a lot of the fields were cookie cutter fields and they all looked the same from the outside. And, mm. you know, playing on turf back in the 90s, you know, it, it was just like some green stuff that they put on cement. It was so hard. Uh, the balls came off of there so fast. Um, you know, it was you know, you, you really had to watch the seams. The seams were a little bit higher than the turf, so that was dangerous. But, um, you know, I was in the big league, so I had no complaints. There you go. There you go. Uh, so 
like you said, you jumped around quite a bit before ending your career with the Braves. Um, is there is there any other memorable moments you got from that career besides your call up and your uh, home runs in your playoff career? Was there any other moments you had that you remember? Um, I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot of moments. Uh, like like I said, I played with a lot of players. I played with a lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, a lot of my managers were Hall of Famers, end up being Hall of Famers. Um, played with a few MVPs, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, being on that first that first 90 Braves team, that 91, 92, 93, you know, we, we had some really superstars on that team. Um, it was a different era. Uh, you know, we played on TBS. You know, we played every single day was on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was exciting. Uh, my mom got to watch the games back in California every day. Um, you know, it, it was just an exciting time, you know, to be, you know, doing something that you always dreamed to do was, uh, to be a major league baseball player. So, um, you know, I mean, I think every day that I was in the big leagues, it was, it was amazing and it, it was something to look forward to. And, uh, you know, it's just something that I would always cherish. So when you make your debut on, um, May 31st, uh, did you have goosebumps? you remember it to this day? Uh, and who told you you were going to get the call up? Um, totally remember it. You know, every, every step of the way. Um, I was in Richmond, Virginia. Um, it was a Thursday night. Uh, we finished playing. Uh, the Braves were all there playing a four-game series in San Francisco. Um, it was, I think it was the players on our team. It was their birthday, so we were all... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching the game at 10 o'clock uh, in, in Richmond, Virginia. And then, shoot, Skip Carey said oh, over over the thing, uh, Francisco Cabrera just got sent down. Mm-hmm. Somebody's getting called up. Mm-hmm. But nobody, nobody knew who it was going to be. You know, so, you know, that was like, man, somebody's getting called up tomorrow. So one of you guys are going to be gone. And, you know, after the little party was over, I went back to my apartment. And about 3.30, 4 o'clock, the trainer called me and said I got called up. Come get your stuff. You got to catch the first flight out of Richmond to get to San Francisco. Now, that was your debut. Now, your last game ended up being October 1st of 2000 for the Phillies. Did you know it was time to call it quits after that game? Not at all. I wasn't even thinking about not playing anymore. Um, I was dealing with some injuries. Uh, After that season, I had to get reconstructive ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a major setback going in the spring training. Um, I went back to spring training with the Phillies in 2001, uh, but in the middle of spring training, I tore my quad on the same leg. So um, it wasn't in my thought process to, you know, call it quits. Um, it was just the injuries caught up to me at the end of my career. So uh, that was one of the main reasons why I, I hung them up a little bit. Now, you had a career average of 234. Uh do you remember like any stats of who you dominate against, like pitcher wise? Who 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 do you have the most uh, strug- struggles with, and who do you dominate the most? Do you do you have any idea throughout your career? Um, I, I faced uh, Dennis Martinez was very tough on me. Uh, he he used to work me over a little bit. I think I got a couple hits off of him. Uh, Randy Johnson. Um, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm two for nine home run and a single with seven strikeouts. Um, 
you know, just I was a platoon player, so I didn't I, I played a lot against left handers. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much did pretty good against most left handers that I got to face. Um, it was just a time when, you know, when when I had to face right handers from not seeing them as much as I did in the minor leagues, I struggled a little bit. Now, um, let's transition into uh, what's it take to be a hitter and a mindset of a hitter. You were obviously a hitter. Uh, how difficult is it when you're up there at bat and you got the crowd going with you or against you? How tough is it as a batter to go through all that? Um, you know what? Uh, I, you really don't hear it. I, well, I didn't at all. I was so concentrated and so focused on what I had to do, you know, to help the team win or get a hit or anything like that. I really didn't hear the fans. Mm. The only time I could say the only time I heard the fans was when I got traded to Pittsburgh in 94 and they didn't have that many fans in the stands. Mm. And I can hear the hot dog guy saying, do you, do you want some hot dogs? I got some hot dogs here. And I was like, come on now, how can I hear this? You know, but that was coming from the Braves when we had a sold out house every night. You know, you when it's sold out, you really don't hear anything when you. I didn't hear anything when I was hitting. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. It just depends on. Yeah, true. You would think though, for you would think you would hear it most when you have a sellout crowd, though. You would think. It's just you know what is you you just hear a natural buzz. You know, I'm not saying people aren't talking, but it's just so many people talking, so much noise being made. It's just a natural buzz. Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. Um, so let's transition into a little bit. Uh, you obviously played before analytics got highly involved. Uh, compared to nowadays, do you think you do well in this day and age if you played? Um, you know what? I I think they don't really care about uh, on base percentage anymore. So. You know, I didn't really strike out that much, but if I could go up there and not really worrying about striking out and, and, and going for home runs every time and don't worry about getting on base, I think I would ha- I would be a little more relaxed at the plate. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. I just don't like how it, I just don't like how it's like so analytics driven. Like, I mean, you played in the 90s where it really wasn't. I mean, you would take the single and be happy with it or a double. You know, you'd be happy with that. Nowadays, you don't. It's either strikeout, walk, or a home run, and that's it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not baseball. It's it's very hard for me to watch right now. Um, you know, you're not moving runners over. Uh, you're not bunting for hits. You know, it's, it, it. I'm. I think I'm an old. I'm an old head now. You know, and I played in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, I had coaches that played in the '70s, and they used to tell us, you know, in the '90s that we didn't know what was going on. Right. Um. But uh, it, it's very hard baseball to watch because that wasn't the kind of baseball I was brought up and how I was taught to play. So, um, you know, very seldom, you know, I can watch a full game. I like to watch hitters. So if I can catch a hitter hitting at a certain time, I'll, I'll watch this at bat. But uh, very seldom I'll, I can sit down and watch a full game. Now, what about elements, like dealing with rain? And if, say, if it is in the early time, like uh, springtime sometimes, where you where you have snow and you're dealing with the cold and wind, how difficult is it to play in elements, to play the game of baseball in those kind of elements? Is it is it really difficult? Um, you you're talking to a Southern California boy where it really doesn't rain that much out here, so 
you know, in the rain and in the minor leagues in April when the season starts and in the big leagues, it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like to wear sleeves. So, you know, when it's cold like that, you got to put sleeves on. So that was the biggest thing for me mentally to get over was um, putting on sleeves and extra extra stuff to try to stay warm. So that that really affected, you know, me mentally more than it did my game. Um, but uh, like I would always say in the minor leagues, my first couple of years in the minor leagues, if I could hit 200 in April and May, I would be all right. Because mm-hmm. once it got hot and I can take these sleeves off, I'm going to start rocking and rolling. Now, obviously, like you said, you bounced around in position-wise. Did you have a particular particular position that you enjoyed playing better than the other positions? Um, probably would be outfield. Um, you know, I played first base my whole life uh, from pretty much eight years old all the way until I got to the big leagues. Uh, I, I dabbled like one full year in double A in 89. I played outfield uh, the next year. Actually, from 89 till I got called up to the big leagues, I was an outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, I love playing the outfield. It was it was so much fun. You know, you can talk to the fans. Uh, you know, you can work on your batting stance in between pitches, you know, out there. Um, you know, playing first base, mentally, you're always in the game. Um, you know, you're, you're pretty much getting something thrown at you, you know, every other batter, if not every batter, depending on your pitcher. So for me, I, 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 I was more relaxed when I got to play the outfield. There you go. Um so I want to transition to a little bit. I'm sure you obviously knew you'd be tough to oblivious too if you're not, not a baseball fan. But your, t- your former team that you spent the most time with just won the World Series this past year. They, they basically, at the halfway point, were dead last in the division and won the World Series. How tough... Is it to actually come from behind like that and win it all? Um, well, the only thing I can probably compare it to was, you know, the 91 season. We were we were 10 games out of first place to start the second half of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. And now the Dodgers were in first place. We won 9 out of 10. The Dodgers lost 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So from that point forward, Every game, I'm pretty sure mentally every game to them was a was a playoff game before they got to the playoffs. So and I also heard that, you know, on the trading deadline, they had like a complete new outfield. So that was crazy that all those guys hit like they did in the playoffs and yeah. was able to, you know, carry that through in the playoffs and, and, and win a World Series. So um, I'm pretty sure that uh, before the playoffs started, they were already in playoff mode, playoff, you know, with their brain and, and how they were playing baseball. And that just carried over to the playoffs for them. Now, do you see with baseball just previously was in the Olympics this past year? Uh, do you see them bringing back baseball again in the next Olympics? I would hope so. I would hope they would. Um, you know, but who, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I think I think the baseball world really likes that. What, what's it called? The world, the Base- world games, or yeah, whatever world, that they play now. Classic, yeah. Yeah, the World Classic, I think they really like that. Um, but it, it's, it's hard for, you know, baseball players are really to use, you know, American pros because the Olympics is in the summer. Mm. Uh, you almost can't even use minor leaguers. So it just depends on, you know, what they can do. Uh, but I, I would hope that they would bring uh, baseball back for the Olympics. Now, obviously, you've played 
in the era of Commissioner C-League. And I know you've seen what Manfred has done. I know you followed a little bit of what of his tenure. Uh, compared to two, what's different between them two? Um, you know, I, I also played in a different kind of era, too, in the 90s, where, you know, it was a steroid era also. You know, it was, you know, chicks dig the, lug, the long ball. Um, you know, and, and this, this era is just, I mean, this era is just totally different. You know, it's, this, it's a different type of baseball right now. Um, it's like the Ivy League. It's, it's all Ivy League baseball right now to where, you know, when I was coming up and when I, when I got to watch in the 70s and the 80s and I played in the 90s, it was, you know, grind it out, you know, uh, come August, the, the dog days of the summer. You know, it was that type of baseball where it was a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have no playoff play-in game or anything like that. It was, it was the National League West. National League East, if you win that, you play a player, you play the National League Championship and you go to the World Series. But, you know, it's it's the time the times have changed. Um, you know, they have a play in game now, which I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just different baseball. So I guess in, in each of the commissioners' error, you know, the each commissioner did the best that they can do for their error. Now, do you Obviously, we're still in it, but last year it was pretty bad with no fans, COVID era especially. Uh, do you think you would have uh, held your own uh, playing like what the players did last year with with no fans, where you had to be on the uh, edgy, you know, edgier seat, not going anywhere, strict rules? How would you have handled that as a player like they did? Um, I think the hardest would have been um, the strict rules of not really leaving your hotel. But, you know, if that's what it would have took for us to play, I would have done it. Um, the playing part with no fans, that would have been similar to, like, uh, the instructional league games that I came up in the minor leagues. We would play in the big um, in the big stadiums in spring training, and there would be no fans in there, and you could just hear everything. You know, so I, I would have mentally, I would have clicked back to that. You know, just so, okay, I'm playing the Structure League right now. Even though it's a big league game, that's where my mind would have went. But, um, you know, I think the toughest thing would have been, you know, just going to the game, get back on the bus, go straight to your room, stay in your room until you have to go to the game tomorrow. That would have been a little tough. Now, like you said, you were obviously in the steroid era. Uh, Could you tell from a player's standpoint if you knew somebody was juicing? You couldn't really tell. But you could, I mean, if you just looked at numbers, um, a lot of us played against each other in the minor leagues and we knew who had pop in the minor leagues and, you know, who didn't have it, you know, once we came up to the big leagues. Um, you can tell in a couple guys' bodies. Uh, a couple guys' bodies were definitely, you know, effective, effectively better. Um, definitely couldn't tell with with the pitchers. And I'm pretty sure pitchers did it just as much as position players and uh, especially relievers. Um but uh, you, you can tell in some guys' bodies, and then you can just look at numbers from, from power numbers. You can look at numbers from, um, you know, minor league numbers to, you know, when you got to the big leagues. Now, uh, besides the steroids, do you believe that there's been other kinds of uh, cheating in the game besides of what the team, besides of what the Astros and uh, Red Sox got caught for? Do you still think that there's tons of cheating going on? 
Um, with with the with the Red Sox and the Astros, what they what they were able to pull off, that was a little more than cheating. Um, it's always, you know, trying to steal a sign here or there, um, trying to see if somebody's doing something different, trying to pick up something from the pitcher. You know, that's baseball. That's mm-hmm. how we all been taught how to play. But mm-hmm. you know, the the Astros and and the Red Sox took it to another level. Uh, to where I, I think they said guys, would, I mean, the coaches had Apple watches on and, yep. you know, it, it was all kind of stuff that that was that was uh, uncalled for. And, you know, in the old days, it, it would've, you would have got taken care of for, you know, doing something like that. Uh, if, so let's talk about a little about the Hall of Fame. Do you think some of the guys from the steroid era should be in the Hall of Fame? Um, You know, that's a tough question. Um, um, maybe, maybe another wing, uh, you know. But it's still a lot of guys who, you know, didn't get caught are in the Hall of Fame that people know that was on steroids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's that's a tough question. You know, I, I, that was my era that I played against. Um, but uh, you know, shoot, I wouldn't mind if Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. You know, just because of you know, what Pete Rose did for the game. But, you know, we, we have signs on every locker. You cannot bet on your team. So if he really did bet on his team, only Pete knows. And whoever was doing the investigation, you know, only they know if, they, if he did that. And if you bet it on your team, you really can't be in the Hall of Fame if you bet it on your team, even if you bet it on them to win, which that's what I think Pete has been saying he did. Um, but from the steroid era, um I think it seems like the the most of the the Hall of Fame people are are the people that are voting are really not voting for the people that they think has steroids but never got caught. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're 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 making sure you know certain players aren't making it. And that's what I was. Uh, now that you said it, I was about to ask you that too. Uh, do you think do you think the Hall of Fame should basically be off? stats instead of what supposedly they did for the voting do you think that's what the hall of fame um, well with with with, with, with the, the way the game is now the stats are ridiculous um so i, I don't know you know that the, these guys that are that are going to play for probably about the next 20 years their stats are going to be so much better than everybody's uh it's going to be totally different so uh, you, you really can't just go on stats anymore um you know it's just a tough call. The Hall of Fame for baseball has always been one of the toughest Hall of Fames to make. Um, so if, if you look that up, it's always been notorious of guys, you know, really not are, are going it down to the last the last time they get to make it to the Hall of Fame to make it in any other sport. So, you know, baseball is really tough. No, you're right on that. That's for sure. Um, so what are you doing nowadays? Are you coaching? Are you uh doing something with the organization what like most players do when they retire uh what are you up to nowadays i used to scout i scouted for 10 years like from uh like 2003 to 2013 um and then i I got two sons i have a a 25 year old son and a 19 year old son uh my 25 year old is playing football in germany Mm-hmm. And my 19-year-old is, is graduating this year from high school. He's getting ready to go to uh, San Diego State and play football and maybe hopefully try to walk on the baseball team. Um, I'm also, every summer, the last three summers, I've been involved with uh, the uh, Major League Baseball Breakthrough Series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for uh, inner-city kids 
they they fly everybody out to Vero Beach, um, Jackie Robinson Stadium, and uh, you know it's former uh, all former black uh, baseball players, former players that are working with young inner city kids, and and we have them out there from all age groups for like a week at a time, and uh, you know it, it's it's really fun. I uh, have a great time doing that. Great time seeing all the old guys. Uh, Jerry Manuel is the head baseball head baseball instructor. Uh, Dale Matthews uh, he runs the program. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's been a very enjoyable uh, event for me to attend and uh, help teach you know young kids how to play baseball. Now, now you that led me to my next question. Now that you said that, uh, since you're trying to help with that. Why do you think? Uh, why do you, I'm not? I'm I'm not trying to be you know uh, the term I'm looking for. I'm not going to say it. But why do you think a lot of Americans aren't really playing baseball anymore? It's basically you see a lot more foreigners playing it. Uh, you mean you mean not not a lot of black Americans? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm. No, that's not what I'm. I'm I, just just Americans in general because you don't you don't see a lot of them, especially in the majors anymore. You see mainly foreigners from other countries coming over to play, but no Americans playing. That's what um, I. That's at least what I see. Well, I see. I see. I see a lot of white Americans and a lot of Latin players playing right now. Um, not too many African Americans are playing anymore. Um, it's 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 tough, you know. I I, I got on my, you know, and, and I, I'm starting to, you know, trying to, you know, think back, you know, when when I was coming up, you know, in Southern California, mm. um, I was always the only, you know, black kid on, on my on my all white team. Um, mm. And then I, I think at this point right now, you know, when, when I was coming up, it was you played every sport in that season. Mm-hmm. Now it's travel and year-round sports. So, you know, the, the the kids who like my son, my youngest son, who could play baseball, also, you know, he, he's had a hard time to play baseball because of football, because football is year-round. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's 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 just. It, it, that that's a tough one, um, you know. I, I would love to see, you know, more young black players playing, you know, baseball. Period, and then hopefully getting to make it into the big leagues, like in the in the World Series. It was more black coaches and black players. It wasn't even no black. It was out of both teams. They didn't have a black player on the team, you know. But it was more black coaches. Yeah, that's true. So um, that. you know, so that and, and then I've said in the past, you know, if you if you look at if you if you look at Major League Baseball, where you know it's uh, more white Americans and, and Latins, uh, it's the same as the white player in the NBA basketball. They're from Europe. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not that many. It's not that many American white players that play NBA baseball. They're the, Ameri- the the white players that you see playing NBA baseball are from Europe. Now, also, like you said, you think it also most part is because it's so expensive to to play. It's so expensive. Um, you figure at this point right now, you got to buy a bat, which for five hundred dollars. You got to buy shoes. You got to buy a glove. Uh, you got to buy a uniform. You got to pay for the league. 
Uh, you know, now it's, it's travel baseball. So, you know, per weekend, you know, not too many black, not too many black families can afford their kid to go, you know, to, to Arizona or to Florida for the weekend and, and spend $1,500 for the weekend. You yeah, know, so it's, it's very expensive. It's crazy. Cause yeah, like, uh, so what have you, what have you told your, uh, kids? Do you want them to personally get into, uh, playing what you played, especially the one that's playing baseball right now? Do you, is, I just what, told them to have fun is this and, and, and whatever, whatever they chose to do would be, you know, I would be fun. I would have fun and be in the stands watching my oldest, you know, he, he played, he, he, right as soon as he was getting ready to play baseball, the year round started. Uh-huh. So, and he was more of a football player than a baseball player. So he naturally gravitated towards football. My youngest, he's been able to play, you know, just dibble back and forth, you know, luckily being able to be good enough in baseball to, to stick around. But, um, you know, it's just, it's hard in Southern California right now because, you know, you can play baseball year round. And, uh, you know, it's baseball tournaments going on as we speak right now in Southern California because it's not raining out here. Right. 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 And have have they at least told you what they wanted to do yet with their careers if they want to play like play professionally? Uh, well, my oldest, well, my oldest is a professional football player in Germany. Ah, so, okay. I didn't think there was know, that, a that's his football career right now. <laughs> yeah, I, shoot. I didn't think there was either until he found the league. He wow. found the league to play in. Wow. And good then, for you know, him. and then my youngest is getting ready to go to college, you know. Good good for them. Good for them. I I hope the I hope yeah. I hope your oldest at least gets a chance over here to play instead of over there in Germany. I didn't we'll think- see. I, mean, I, I, I think that I think his biggest thing was he, he would he would be able he would love to be able to go to Canada. If he can make it to the Canadian Football League, that would that would be his I, that would be his NFL for him. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um let's talk about All Star. What do you did you have a chance in your career to ever make an All Star game? I didn't make an All Star team. The closest, the closest I got to making an All Star team was '94 when I was in Pittsburgh, and the All Star game was in Pittsburgh, mm. and uh, they had to take you know they, you know in an All Star game they got to take one person from every team. Mm. So I had a shot, but that year you know Fred McGriff was a first baseman. Uh, shoot, Andres Galarraga was he was doing good in Colorado, so so it was tough to get in at on the first base side. Did you ever get to partake in like going there at all to witness it, or did you just stay? Home? No, you know, you know, in baseball is different than any other sport, especially basketball, where you see all the basketball guys at you know All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you got to figure we've been playing baseball since spring training, mm-hmm. so when we get those three days off, you're not really if you're not an All Star, you're not worried about that All Star game. True. I can see that one, yeah. <laughs> I can see that one. But I'm sure you would have loved the Benin one, though. Yeah, I would have loved it. I mean, I, I made them all the time in the minor leagues, so it would have been just the, the icing on the cake to make one in the big leagues. Heck, even I'm sure you would have loved the Benin in a home run derby, just getting an invite. That, too. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. I mean, not many people not many people can say, uh, uh but a few select have made their names in the home run derby. I mean, yep. freaking, what was it last this year, this past year? Vlad, Vlad Guerrero's kid, he made his name in it. And, mm-hmm. and Shohei Atani, guys like that. I mean, it's something. You make your name. Yeah. You get you get your name from it. Yes, you do. That like makes your career, don't it? Mm, I mean, not not necessarily makes your career, but you know that that can make that can lead to some a couple endorsements. Yeah. True. 
True. Did you have ever any endorsements going? No, just just a reg, just a regular Nike deal for wearing Nikes. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, let's go with this. Uh, I gotta ask you now. Hold on, I'm getting I'm getting that thought. Hold on a second. So now, hold on, I lost my train of thought. Okay, I got it. I got it. I finally got it. Okay, so for the kids that want to be in your shoes, that was in your shoes, playing the positions, playing as many positions as you did, what would you give, what advice would you give them coming up? First of all, um, you know, we always got to talk about, um, you know, academics, you know, making sure your academics are on par so you're able to play. Um, you know, you just got to, you know, find out, you know, what is your number one position? Um, you know, my number one position was first base. I knew I can beat anybody out at first base. Um, I learned how to play the outfield in college, you know, just by taking fly balls. Um, but I was, you know, I was very studious of the game. Um, the other thing I always say is uh, the faster you can learn who you are, what you can and what you can't do, the better you'll be. So basically what that is saying is whatever you're not good at, that's what you work on. But you try to stay away from that as much as possible. Whatever you're good at, that's what you try to do in baseball because we play this game every day. So you got to make sure you're good every day. You know, so you got to stay away from the negative stuff. So if you had a bad game, you can't think about what you did bad. Hopefully you play good defense if you didn't hit. You know, so just really concentrate on what you're good at. Practice on what you're not good at. You know, so really just try to stick with what you're good at. So that's what I would tell the kids today is whatever you're good at, really make sure that's really good. You know, because that'll help you in the long run. What, What would you define in one word your career? Team player. There you go. I, I would say that. I mean, I mean, I, I would say you were from highlights I've seen. I, of course, I was too young when you actually played, but uh, I do remember you being a team, a very good team player in the highlights. So yeah, total team player. You, you know go. that that's three words, but <laughs> total team player. There you go. Uh, so. Was there a particular place besides Atlanta you enjoyed uh, playing? Um, always loved coming back to California. Uh, I loved playing in uh, in San Diego. Um, you know, it was always you know it's always seven degrees in San Diego, so it was always great coming back home and uh, playing in San Diego. Uh, yeah, how'd you how'd you fare against San Diego? That, that, those were the Tony Gwynn days, right? Mm-hmm. Tony Gwynn days. I think I did pretty good. For some <laughs> reason, I really did good against the Mets. The Mets and the Phillies, the teams in the East, I really did good against them for some reason. But um, you know, it was it was a little tougher in in LA because they didn't play against the Dodgers. They really didn't have too many left handed pitchers, so I was pretty much you know not used at all in LA in front of my home fans, in front of my mom, in front of, you know, friend, family and friends. So uh, I, w- I was always a little disappointed not getting to play that much in, at Dodger Stadium. Did you ever get the chance to play against um, the, a lot of people are saying he's 
the greatest of the of my generation, and I'm 30. So, uh, did you have a chance to play against King Griffey Jr.? Yes, I played with King Griffey Jr. Uh, played against King Griffey Jr. in uh, the '87 summer, the summer '87, no, summer '86. Uh, Connie Mack World Series. I was 18. He was 16. He played for the Midland Redskins, and I played for the Norwalk Cardinals, and we beat them in the championship to win the Connie Mack World Series. Well, and, and I also played with him in '96 when I was in Seattle. What do you What do you remember playing alongside him? How do you was he Was he as uh, uh, what, What's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, was he Was he uh, Was he a team leader? Basically, what I'm trying to say. Could, could you tell Griffey, that when you Ken, played him? Ken was Ken. Ken was uh, he had the same exact swing as a 16 year old as he had his whole playing career. Griffey was the kid. They called him the kid, and he was the kid. You know, it was it was crazy. You know how how good, how much better he was than everybody. You know, it was just he was just a natural, the natural, the movie, the natural that could have been based after him also. Now, is this true? What I'm seeing. You can tell me if it's not, but you have a brother that plays professional basketball. No, it was my little sister that played in the WNBA. Uh, okay, so I got so got it wrong. Okay, uh, is she still playing in the WNBA or has she retired? She's retired. How long did she play? She played five years in the WNBA. Oh, okay. Do you, for what team? Yeah, she she was one of the first California girls to go play at the University of Tennessee for Pat Summit. Oh, nice. Not, wow, one of you. Well, okay, I got yep. one. I got one more question before I wrap. I know you got to wrap this up. I just got your text, so that's fine. We can do it. Um, my last question to you is, okay. I ask this to everybody, so just go along with it. Okay. It's super early. Super early. We haven't lived through the strike. Been ended the strike yet. Uh, what? teams would you want to see in next year's world series and who would you want to see win it uh true i mean since i'm a i'm a, I'm a braves through and, and true and true i would i would hope for the braves could uh repeat all right and who would you like to see go up against them in the uh uh has the uh uh the, Mer- the american, american league, league team yeah. um I'm not an American League fan, that much. I'm a National League guy, so it doesn't really matter who would come out the American League as long as the Braves beat them. I figured you would say something like that, since yeah, you were an NL guy. <laughs> I figured that one. I should have known that one. <laughs> yeah. But all right, it was fun. I'm gonna wrap this up since you got to go. It was fun. I'll send you the copy of the episode as soon as we get off here. Uh, I'm glad you had spent the time to come on. You're more than welcome to come on anytime. Uh, but yeah, feel free to share it. If you know anybody else that wants to come on, give them my uh, send them my info. We'll have we'll, I'll have them on. But yeah, it was fun and thank you again. All right, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'll be sending you it as soon as we're done here. Okay, bye bye. All right, bye. Well, he kind of had to. He kind of had to wrap it up there.
that concludes the episode with Brian Hunter. Sorry, I lost. Uh, I couldn't figure out any questions. He pretty much went through them quickly, but managed to get through. He had to go. It was a good episode. Tune in next time. I don't know who I'm going to have on. We'll see. Uh, but definitely be around for that. Who knows? I think I might be having on Thursday another former major leaguer. I don't know yet. We'll say I have to get in contact with him. But until then, you all have a good night. Take care.